you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey everybody and welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. I want to thank you all for listening and if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on. Give us a like, give us a five-star review. That all helps keep this network going, keeps it free for everybody and even helps uh, us you know, recover our expenses just a little bit. Um, so, uh, we got a packed show today. We have a bunch of shows to go over. We got a big pay-per-view that Ryan's going to be attending live to, uh, to, uh, get into. And, uh, but first we got to talk about, and this is something that broke, I think just after we recorded last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, why don't you tell us all about the thing everybody knows about already? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a week ago, but we haven't talked about it on the show because no. it was funny because it was funny because we record on Monday nights, you know, for y'all listening on, on Tuesday, and we had this big old discussion about Nate Diaz, Kamzat Chimeyev, Chimeyev, and then Tuesday they were announced as the main event for UFC 279 in uh, Las Vegas on September 10th. So it's the uh, it's it's probably going to be Nate Diaz's last fight in UFC. You think we'll, so, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, he just seems like he just wants to box Jake Paul, and okay. it's his only focus. It's only focus. And like I said, like like he doesn't have to do that now. That fight, I don't know that Jake Paul will want to will want to fight him. And what happens if Jake Paul loses to Hasim Rockman Jr. here on here on August six? Yeah, like, like then there, then there's then you know there's no fight i mean people already are sick of jake paul any anyway boxing so i really don't see the point i don't see the point of it and and he's i mean i don't know a ton about boxing but i gotta think it's far from a guarantee that he beats uh that he beats Hassan rockman jr yeah i i I can't tell you i mean i have no idea about the. i just know that that's that guy's that guy's a pretty good fighter and and uh and jake paul is very much a question mark you know, like whether he's good or not is he's probably not, but we don't really know because he's never really fought anybody. Yeah, I mean, I thought for sure that Jake Paul was going to lose to Tommy Fury. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I know Tommy Fury, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't follow boxing or any, anything. Me, I just me neither. I watch. I don't think I've watched a boxing match since before the pandemic. The last so. one I've watched was last one I watched was uh, Mayweather and McGregor. So. Oh, you know what? I did watch one during the pandemic, but it was in front of a packed stadium. <laughs> I remember just thinking it was like, I think it was maybe even in 2020. And, and there was like, there's like 50,000 people there. And I was like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it's crazy. Just as much as, as into MMA as I've been in, in the last 25, 25 yeah. years that I have just zero interest in boxing. It's, I just find it boring. Boxing like it's, it's, it's all stand up. <laughs> you know yeah i mean and, like and, 
Yeah. Like I got into Mike Tyson back in the day and all, oh, yeah, and all that. And, and, and while well, I didn't watch him, Floyd Mayweather fights were always a big deal, big deal. And, you know, working in the bar industry, like you'd always be, it'd always be playing, but, you know, I never paid attention to it. But, but yeah, but, uh, it's, but back to Diaz yeah, Nate, and Comes. Nate and, uh, Chimaev. Nate and Comes, you know, main events, five rounds. They, you know, no titles, no title fights on that show. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this feels like, you know, if you're leading somebody to an execution, one of the guys you call is Kamzat Chimeyev. So it's just, yeah. but I mean, it's a fight that Nate has been asking for because if you ask Nate, he's undefeated in his in his lifetime. He's never of lost course. a fight, yeah. fight, so he's fighting another undefeated guy. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, you know what? Here's the, the interesting thing, you know, and a lot of people don't talk about it, and it's a realistic question based on, you know, seeing Chimaev in a three round fight against Gilbert Burns and going past the first round and his cardio going, going, mm-hmm. I mean, what happens if Nate wins this fight somehow? I don't think he will, but what yeah. happens? Like, like you, <laughs> well, I mean, what happens is, you know, he goes and boxes Jake Paul or, or they give him a big new deal, but if he doesn't want to sign a big new deal, they can't force him to. So, you know, like, exactly. Yeah. And, and because it's not for a title, there's no rollover. I mean, win or lose, he's done, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So when you say his last fight, like, do you think that he would never come back to UFC, even if he goes and boxes Jake Paul? Or, like, I've heard talk that he wants that he might go to Bellator. I think that makes zero sense. I know uh, he's got the relationship with Scott Coker, but they can't pay him. If 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 it's about the money, like nobody's going to pay him, yeah. pay him what what Dana and UFC and Hunter Campbell want, and they're offering him. They're offering him a lot of money. Just I got, I got to think. I got to think. Like five, just, five million a fight, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's hard to say, but there's nobody who's gonna pay him that. I don't even think Baron Knuckle could pay him that. But uh, no, it's no. just, it's, it's just these Diaz boys. They're different cats. It's hard yeah. to say what, what they, you know, what they want. He and he, and he even said in his interview with Ariel, like. He doesn't not want to be in the UFC. There's just, there's, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, you never know what those guys, it's hard to, it's, they're the hardest people in fighting to predict what they're going to do next. It's, it's yeah, I know. Cool. It's like we, we, we could sit here and talk. I, and I think we've done it, you know, like, oh, Nick Diaz is never going to fight again and he's just posturing, blah, blah, blah. And then next week, oh, yeah, he just signed. You know, like, yeah. And, and it was the same thing with Nate, Nate last week. Like, you know, we we're like, you know, he might not fight for a year or he could fight you know, in Dallas, you know, and like, I mean, this isn't Dallas, but it's not that far off. You know, it's what it's seven, two months from now, seven weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like just under two months from now. So, wow. Like, and who would have thought that last week, you know, like we wouldn't have, I don't think like, I wouldn't have predicted that. Um, Maybe you had heard something, but I mean, I, I, this literally like, yeah, this literally happened in the, what, 16 hours from the time yeah. we finished recording last yeah, week. Yeah, because you you so sent it to me. Because... Yeah, you sent it to me like Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. And so. uh yeah, and 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 it was literally I think our show had just dropped. Yes. Uh, and yeah, yeah. And, I, and I guess I guess when Dana and Hunter and Mick and Sean and everybody else who's involved in the in the matchmaking meetings on Tuesday, they said let's just get this done because they had to get Nate a fight before yeah. before middle of October or else he yeah. was free to leave without it. So. Okay. So, yeah, and they, they and he had to, and then I guess if, if he turns down a fight that they actually offered him, then they probably don't have to pay him. Right. 
uh, no, no, um, no, and I don't think, and I think you know they can't do the do the six month add on, add right. on. But uh, he yeah. wasn't going to turn down any fight they offered. They offered him so not a realistic yeah. one. And obviously the Connor thing was, you know, wait, you know, wait for a fight, and he doesn't want that fight anyway. So, no. well, you know, it's a good thing you did this rundown because if it was up to me, um, the we have to talk about would just be ninety minutes of of what we're going to talk about in a little while. So um, I, I, I'm glad you gave me something else to talk about. Cause I could talk for 90 minutes about, about something else that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> you won't go 90 minutes. I know. I know. Not Patty, but yeah, yeah well, not just Patty, not, not just Patty. Um, all right. But uh, we also, uh, yeah. So tough you, we, um, did you watch the, uh, I guess it was the last episode of tough, the uh, Brogan Walker and Juliana Miller. No, it was uh, it wasn't. That's the final. Or Julie. sorry, no, no, no. It was uh, Juliana Miller and um, gosh, I don't even remember because she lost. Um, but Juliana Miller was the one that just she she's a star. I think. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much of of her promos you watch. I know sometimes you skip just right to the fights, or sometimes you don't even get to the fights. But um, she is a superstar promo. Like I like a really sympathetic baby face underdog um she came into this show as like maybe the least experienced fighter i think she had a two-in-one record and she was one of the last picks and she is just a scrapper and a battler and uh and she won over god was it caitlin young caitlin she's she Ka- caitlin caitlin neal caitlin, caitlin neal yeah 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 that's it i knew it was a caitlin and caitlin is way more experienced and um but she is uh they called her juliana the killer miller and uh, it's uh, I'm just really, really impressed with her. And it's funny because before her last fight, she did this promo before the fight where she just promised everything that she was going to do. And I thought like leading up to it, she just looked so nervous and she didn't look really good in her training. And I'm like thinking like I'm glad I wasn't like live tweeting it because I would be like, yeah, right. You're not going to do any of that. You're going to lose. And then she won. And then this time she said similar promo and she's fighting for all the people that have been um let down and have have been told they couldn't do it and i'm fighting for you and i'm fighting for you and and she was almost in tears like doing this promo pre-fight and then she goes out and wins and wow like and and she's got broken walker in the finals and uh i don't know man like uh i'm i think i'm gonna be rooting for her even though i've probably been rooting against her the last two fights because she's on on uh, team pena but um yeah, and so we got that, and then uh, the Muhammad Usman and Zach Pagwa, I think. Is that the other Pagua, guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's on uh, August 6th August in, 6th, uh, right. at the Apex. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, so that's it for that. And then we're going to have uh, Contender Series back uh, this week, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, now, we're going we're gonna to just briefly go over the Bellator and XMMA results. I didn't see either of these shows, did you? Uh, I uh no i did not okay. xmma was on his same time as ring of honor ring of honor right yeah and but i watch ring of xmma honor, so. you, catch, you can catch the replay the full shows on youtube so yeah yeah i saw that so yeah and i'm i'm an roh historian so i had to watch the ring of honor pay-per-view <laughs> 
who doesn't get all the match results right. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Bellator results. Jason Jackson beat uh, Douglas Lima in, in a five round decision. That sounds like something I need to go out of my way to see. Yeah, it was uh, a it was a it was a clear win for Jackson. He won all five rounds. Lima okay. Lima, former champion, missed weight by almost two pounds, and just he just didn't look like he was ready to fight and Jason Jackson's really good, really good. But, uh, the two other big names on the card were, uh, Tofik Musayev, uh, yeah. who, uh, knocked out Sydney outlaw in 27 seconds. Very impressive. And then you had Usman Nurmagomedov submitting Chris Gonzalez in the first round to guillotine choke. So, I mean, those are two guys they wanted to highlight on the show and they both had impressive, first round finishes and those are guys who are going to be stars you know in the in in the Bellator sense i mean as big as stars as you can be made in Bellator but those are very impressive and then you had Lorenz Larkin a legal elbow finish that was kind of a bummer in his yeah. fight i uh it's just back to Jason Jackson for a second um he it's quite the story. Like he lost at the in the contender series uh for i think it was the first season of the contender series 27 27- 17 to Kyle Stewart. And then he goes on and if not for a split decision loss to Ed Ruth, um, he would have a three, four, 10 fight win streak, uh, you know, eight fights in Bellator, two in LFA, but you know, and he's beaten some decent names in here too. Jordan Meehan, Kichi Kunamoto, Benson Henderson, Neiman Gracie, Paul Daly, and now Douglas Lima. Like um, this guy is, is a real deal. And uh, I, I think he's probably going to get a title shot coming off of this. So um, I'm kind of intrigued in that. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go out of my way to, to see that, uh, that fight. Uh, I don't even, who is the, oh, it's um, that uh, Ukrainian fighter, right? Uh, or Russian fighter that can't get out of the country right now is a yeah, champion. Well, yeah. Well, he, he, he can get out. Of the, I think he can get out of the country. Uh, just okay. get, get, get to the U S as a thing. What's his, what's his name? I'm it's just drawing a blank on his name right now. Uh, but he's uh, undefeated. I know that it's like 20 and 0 or something. Um, uh, the, uh, Amazov. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you have Logan Storley, the interim champion. Interim. So maybe, yeah, maybe he gets a fight with Storley. Uh, if, uh, Yaroslav Amasov, I believe is his name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I, I definitely want to see that cause Jackson's a tough dude. And then I got the XMMA results up here. Uh, split decision in the uh, main event. Will Brooks, everybody's favorite, uh, over uh, everybody's least favorite, Luis Pena. Okay, I got to say something about that. I heard there was like a video package on Luis Pena where he basically, like all the stuff that he was arrested for, he was saying he was innocent and all everything was fake. Oh, and yeah. Everything, and it's just they were trying to paint him out. Like apparently the picture is trying to be painted that – that you know he's not a bad dude and he didn't do any of this and which uh, I mean if you've read <laughs> the police, that. if you've read the re- police police reports and everything that happened on that yeah I'm not buying it at all all right well I uh, I don't really have the time of day for Luis Pena so if I if I do get to this uh, to the show which I might because some of these results look interesting I probably skip the main event. Um, but yeah, Impa, our, our buddy Impa kissed Kasangane, uh, got a first round KO in three minutes. Um, Teruto Ishihara, another three round, three minute K first round KO over some dude named Weston Wilson. Uh, oh, poor Sasha Palatnikov lost, but to Tanner Saraceno, uh, former uh, pro wrestler, um, in, in uh, the third round. So that sounds like a pretty, pretty cool fight. Uh, don't know 
what else here? I don't know if I still don't know if Quintez Sap is any relation to Bob Sap, but I'm gonna pretend he is, and he got a first round submission in the opener. Uh, anything else of note here that you want yeah, to point yeah. out? Yeah, something like ten former UFC fighters got wins. So yeah, uh, that's kind of what it. was kind of what was supposed to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Josh Reddinghouse, Austin Hubbard, yeah, um, and Austin, Andre Harrison lost, which bit of a upset there, I think, to uh, Maki Linares, whoever the hell yeah. that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm about as big a uh, historian of uh, XMMA as I am of ROH. Um, and uh, but the uh, the main event of the weekend, uh, of course, was UFC London, uh, big show. Um, for, this aired on ESPN Plus. Should have been on ABC. Although the uh, second week in a row, we got an unsatisfactory uh, finish in the main event. And this one was even more so than last week because it was 15 seconds. And we got basically nothing out of the main event. And this show, like, if this show had ended with the Patty Pimblet submission, I mean, this was a <laughs> fucking perfect show. And then it just fell off a cliff <laughs> in the, you know, the co-main and then, and then this uh, this main event that you know was unfortunate, and I mean it might have been a really good fight if if it had it had a chance to go on, but um, I and I don't even know. Like I mean, it I, did Blades do anything to cause this, or was this a freak accident? Because I remember last week you you said like you know you thought that actually Yair Rodriguez kind of contributed to Ortega his injury, but in this case it was. It was a freak accident. In this, in this case, it was just uh, Tom Aspinall hit a leg kick, and he was when he was planting his leg back after landing the kick, he it just planted wrong, and his knee blew out right away. Like wow, like, you know, sometimes it's like you know, it's like you take a wrong step backwards, and you pop your, you know, you pop something. That's basically what happened. What happened? So it's just 15 seconds in. Really can't say much about it because i mean no. nothing really happened like it's just other know, than just like bummer. the crowd just i mean dead like yeah. um you know like it was like it was just silent it was like what um you know what how dave uh Meltzer always describes uh the um the madison square garden when bruno san martino lost ivan koloff like that's kind of what it reminded me of like it was just this hot crowd i mean the co-main event kind of took them down a bit but um the uh the, they just they died like it was nothing and then like what happened and um you know i'm half expecting them to riot but didn't really um but they didn't really want to hear from curtis blades either um, I, I, in fact, I think I actually shut the show off because I was recording another podcast and I was actually going to pause it, but I had like five minutes before I had to start recording. So I figured, well, I'll watch the first round and then, and then I'll just pause it and watch the rest when I'm done recording. And then of course it only went 15 seconds. Um, but did, did, was there anything in the post-fight promo, um, of note? No, not really. He just said it was unfortunate. And he said he didn't, if it was offered to him again, he said this in his scrum, Blade said if it was offered to him again, he doesn't want to fight Aspinall again. He only wants to fight guys ranked ahead of him, which is of basically course. just like three guys. So, so yeah. he's, the only one he hasn't fought is Cyril gone. And he's still talking. Yeah. He, he's still – he's angling for a fight with John Jones. He said some stupid stuff about John Jones during <laughs> the week. He said – he said, John, Curtis Blade said, John Jones doesn't have one punch knockout power. Yeah, you can maybe, you may make the argument. But he also said that John Jones doesn't have championship level experience. 
I mean, oh talking about a John Jones who's who is a champion for <laughs> God knows how many years and who has been in several five. So he just means at heavyweight, but that's not how it came. And who off. has come? You know, yeah. yeah. And who has come? Who has had tough fights with Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos and and all that? And he said, "Look, he's not championship experience like." Like, I mean, Daniel Cormier wouldn't even say that yeah. about John Jones. No, no, but John even Jones. Cormier, like the the first fight, I think it was, was, yeah, they you know, it was pretty tough. Yeah. We had the five. Yeah. I mean, Jones clearly won that, but, but like the Reyes and Santos fights, I mean, they were yeah. very close fights, both of, both of them. But still, to, to say to a guy who's been champion for a long, forever, and who's been in a bunch of five rounds of fights that he doesn't have championship level experience, it's just stupidity from Curtis Blades, but whatever. Yeah. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'd, uh, you know, I think what I, what I, it's going to be tough what you do with Aspinall, like when he comes back, because I mean, clearly they're going to want to put him in against a big name, but you know, and obviously if Blades doesn't want to fight him, then I don't know who else you put him in with, but I have a feeling like they might just treat this like as if it didn't happen. Like they're not really going to consider it a loss in terms of booking. I mean, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of have to, and then it just depends like, how long he's going to be out because there's been no uh, as far as as of now i don't think there's been any official diagnosis i mean he yeah. was he to was me that sounds like a year like i i hope well, i'm he, wrong uh, but... he was good enough to where he didn't have to go to the hospital afterwards or oh or i say he might have gone to the hospital afterwards but he was back at the fighter hotel you know drinking beer with curtis blades and he only had his knee like bandaged up it wasn't like in like anything like major Major, which okay. maybe, you know, maybe he dislocated the kneecap a little bit or, or you know, tore maybe MCL or something, you know, something maybe not major. But, I mean, there's been no official diagnosis, I, you know. Okay. I, I think if he had torn his ACL, I don't know that he's, you know, in the lobby of the fighter hotel drinking beers with people, people after yeah. the show. So, after the show. So, we'll find out. If he's only out for like six months, six months, then, you know, you could throw them in there yeah. against anybody just anybody have a headline really, uh you know. headline the next time they go to london um whenever <laughs> yeah, that is I, will, yeah. I think they'll skip uh, i think they'll go somewhere else in the uk next so oh, okay well yeah like i i should say uk um and uh and then yeah and the co-main um i mean we don't really talk about too much about this the only thing i, w- I really want to mention is that i for the last two weeks i said chris Kerr is going to come out to sweet caroline you're like no he's not and I offered you a five dollar bet. You said no, and sure enough, he comes out to Sweet Caroline. I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess he had to do it because he was replacing Darren Till. Yeah, it didn't. 
it didn't feel like the you know he's not from England. It's it didn't. Oh no, right. I mean it doesn't was feel, it was ridiculous. Doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right no. for an American to come out to Sweet Caroline in London. That's no, and and the fans didn't even it didn't even seem like they were singing along all that much. Like they were kind of like, what the frick are we watching? Um, and I mean, and then they, the fight. They didn't, they didn't play the entrance over here on ESPN Plus. So oh okay yeah really no I did it. I did watch the entrance and it was I mean it, he was having fun but uh, it was I mean they weren't it wasn't like when Darren Till's out there and and the way like and they even talked about it on the show like this could have built. You know, like if you would have had that big Patty Pimblet win and then, you know, and then you come out and the next person you see is Darren Till, you know, coming out to Sweet Caroline and then, you know, and then maybe he wins. And then Tom Aspinall, like, I think the crowd would have been like just on fire by the main event. Like it would have just built and built and built. And then this came ended up coming off like, like I, I said on Twitter, like the Divas match, you know, between the, you know, the two hot matches. Um and 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 it very much was that it was just a boring fight. Chris Curtis, like you know, Jack Hermanson, just was keeping distance and picking him apart. You know, won a points fight. He wasn't happy with his performance. Chris Curtis was frustrated as hell. Like he wanted him to fight, and all he wanted to do was run. You know, and he even like was mocking, like did like a running motion at the end of the fight. Like all you're doing is running, and it's very unlike Chris Curtis actually. So. Um, but you know, I think this is what was going to happen. I mean, Hermanson said after I, I prepared to fight Darren Till and this is a completely different guy. So I did what I had to do to win. And I think he'd probably like to get a, ma- a fight with Darren Till next, you know, whenever Till's ready. Yeah. I mean, I like Chris Curtis, but this is a very poor sportsmanship the way he, yeah. the way he acted and, you know, talking about the guy running. I mean, I mean the guy Hermanson followed a perfectly perfect game plan and you can't, yep. It's it's not up to it's it's up to you to force your opponent to engage. You can't just let him say you just can't let him run around and then be pissed that he didn't come come and stand and trade with you like 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 you know like you wanted. If you wanted that, keep do something to keep him from running from running and circling around and you know Hermanson's footwork, which is always great, but it was just on another level level in this fight. And you know you know Chris Curtis like he was throwing up the fingers at the end of the fight and fighting, you know, he was talking badly. And then he, like, he was apologizing afterwards because him and him and Jack, you know, had some drinks after the fight. And he's just, <laughs> it's like, Jack's the nicest guy in the world. And I feel horrible about how the way, way I was acting. Cause Jack's just too nice of a guy. So, so at least I, whatever happened in the cage, they squashed pretty quickly. So that's good. Um, okay. So, I want to I want to just flip things around a little bit here. You're going to go over the results in in a little bit, um, but uh, watching this card, um, this was I mean the prelims were boring. Like there, yeah. every fight went to a decision. Um, we had one we had one finish, uh, and it was by an American, and it was over Makwan Amirkani, who was a big crowd favorite in, in the UK. And then more decisions, more decisions, more decisions, and then. The opener, Paul, or the second fight on the main card. No, the opener on the main card, Paul Craig, crowd favorite, loses. And loses in what was not a great fight. And then Molly frickin' the meatball McCann saved this show and turned it around for, you know, like, I don't know, half an hour. Um, because she, like, she came out, the crowd exploded for her entrance. She was just a ball of fire. She comes out, she gets a first round KO over Hannah Goldie. She looked like a future champion in this fight. Now, I don't 
I don't think she's going to have a hope in hell against Valentina Shevchenko, but damned if the whole world isn't going to be rooting for her um, because she is just incredible. And and then, you know, she wins the fight. Then she comes out for Patty's fight. She's in the crowd. She's wearing a Patty Pimblet wig. She's drinking with the fans. She puts him on his shoulders after he wins. And, I mean, this team, like, <laughs> I said it last week, you can never book one of these two. I mean, I shouldn't say never, but not anytime soon. They have to be on the same card together every time. And uh, and and they're just moving up the cards and like I don't know how long you can keep Patty out of the main event and frick if Molly McCann wins like two more fights she's probably under title shot so um, I'm just I'm just like I I'm over the moon like as an MMA fan I'm so excited about these two and uh, yeah so tell us about Patty's win and I'll tell you this as much as I'm glowing over Patty like he's no Conor McGregor like I can't see this guy ever winning the title but i'm gonna be behind him as long as they can keep this run going but he 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 was in tough against jordan levitt <laughs> i mean yeah levitt was levitt gave him a fight and uh yeah i mean Pimble, he got the job done rear naked choke in the second round second round uh they they all the judges gave him the first and i thought he won really the first wow. late late okay yeah, i think that's what i had it in my notes i'd have to i'd have to look again i haven't i don't even remember I haven't read my notes since I got done with them. So yeah, yeah I gave him the first. I gave him first because he uh he ended he ended the round strong. He did. Strong yeah. it was close. Yeah. So, but uh, but anyway, but uh, second round, second round, uh, Levitt, uh, excuse me, hiccup. Uh, uh, they got a went to the takedown and Patty looked for the Dars as they were on the feet, feet, and then he got the back, had the arm trapped, landed punches, and got the rear naked choke. I mean, second round was a good round for Patty. I mean, he looked, yeah. he looked good in it. He looked good in it. You know, they still got to be careful on his matchmaking going forward because, because uh, he's just he's he's not ready for the upper echelon for sure. No, and and I don't know when he's going to be. And it's tough. It's tough because you look at it. He's you know eighteen and three. You would think that, but they but. You know, you think, oh, he, you know, he's got a good record, but his Cage Warriors booking was just so protective of him and trying not to get, try not to, you know, try not to book him against any, any solid fighters because when he got booked against, you know, actual legit competition, he lost. And it's just, it's, you know, I mean, the trajectory right now you would be would say that you put him against somebody on the level of like a Claudia, Claudio Puelas and something like that. But I don't know that he could beat beat guys like that. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're gonna have to. It's gonna come a point where you can't protect him in booking. Yeah. You can probably do it for another fight or two, but his popularity is eventually gonna gonna demand that he gets booked in some high profile fights that. He might not be ready for it for a couple of years, so it's going to be tough going forward with him, with him. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they'll probably they'll probably both fight at MSG in November. So uh, yeah, yeah, you know, just got to find somebody careful with that. I, I'm with looking. That. I think they got. I think they got enough to where they can give him give him one more careful fight. But after that, if he wins that, after that, you got to just see what you have after that. I looking I'm looking at the um the other lightweight fights on this card and the winners of those fights and I can't say that I would favor him over any of them 
like Ludovic Klein, Mark DeCasey, and Jai Herbert. Like I, I think they're all better fighters than him right now. But, um, you know, and and you know, those are like so. Yeah, they got to find the right guy. And maybe it's like yeah, a mean, big name, like an older guy. Maybe you know, especially if it's MSG. Uh, you know, like it depends. You know, maybe you know, maybe book him somebody against like Matt Frivola or you know, okay, somebody yeah, on yeah. that, just somebody on that role. level. Somebody, yeah, it's just yeah. somebody who's good but with a mediocre record. But I wouldn't get anybody above that level for right now. It's too bad uh, Diego Sanchez isn't around because that would be like the guy, like a guy yeah. like that on that level, like a big name or or even like a Donald Cerrone. Although I yeah. ooh, Donald Cerrone might beat him. Um, but Cerrone, you know. yes, so he, even even a wash up Cerrone, Cerrone. I mean, you can't do, you can't do guy, you can't do Jim Miller. Jim Miller will throw no. trash him. You really, yeah. I don't think you can do Guida. Uh, That'd be know. tough. Yeah, I mean, maybe I mean, in a year. I don't, maybe in a year. Yeah, I don't even think you could do like Michael Johnson. You know, I think you need. Oh no, no, no! My Johnson would pick him apart on the feet. I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, you know, a frivola. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at names for Vola, maybe, you know, you know, you know, guys like Omar Morales. You know, yeah, uh, you gotta eventually put them against, you know, somebody. So you know, somebody. So, yeah. uh, but uh, and then after the fight, I mean, he cut just the most amazing promo. Uh, he talked about his uh, good friend of his that committed suicide uh, earlier in the week. And uh, and then he had the line that just he said, "I'd rather me make cry on me shoulder than go to his funeral next week." And he talked about how men need to talk when you're having troubles, and and you know it's as as tough as it is to talk to people, it's much tougher to have to go to their funeral. And uh, man, like that was something else, and uh, not very much from the heart. You could tell. Like he was not in his usual character, Patty the Batty, when he, when he was talking like this. And uh, something you need to go out, out of your way to see. Like watch the fight, but make sure to watch the promo after too if you haven't already. Um, and then, yeah, Molly as well. Like she cut some promo about the Tories. I don't even know what she was talking about, but everybody in the crowd did and sang along and uh, fuck the Tories, I believe, was the gist of what she was talking about, which is a political party there. But uh yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about uh, Patty or Molly? I mean, it's an impressive win for Molly. That's three in a row, but she's a lot like Patty, where you kind of got to be careful to book her. I mean, and we've seen her lose, you know, in the UFC before. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's on a good, she's on a good run, and she was calling for two fights in particular. She was saying for Antonina Shevchenko, which that might be, okay. you know, it's a winnable fight for her. And she's also talking about Miranda Maverick, which I think Miranda Maverick, you know, would steamroll her right now. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want her to be something, you kind of got to be careful with her too, because we've seen her lose, and we've seen her to lose, lose to people that you know are you know she's, she lost to Tyler Santos. I mean, Tyler Santos almost beat, almost yeah. beat you know Valentina, but she's but lost the to other Jillian, one, La- Jillian La- Roberts, Jillian Robinson, and Lara Procopio. I mean, oh. you know, so I mean, that's those are mid-level fighters. So, so I don't know, you know, you. You're like talking title in McCann, and I don't know that she'll ever get to that level. But uh, you know, she's a good name to have on shows. And uh, well, I think yeah, I think so. what I'm getting at is I think it's more likely. I'm not saying that it, either one would happen, but I'm saying if I had to put money on one of these two, you know, even getting a title shot, let alone winning one, I would expect it to be. I would say it would be Molly. Like Molly might have like a 
five percent chance whereas i think patty has like a zero percent chance <laughs> so um you know but i'm here for the ride like I'm, yeah yeah, yeah I'm, it's, it's it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun you know to see yeah. see where they go you know and it's a great little duo it's a great little duo so yeah, yeah um but uh it's three stars <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I thought you, give me you're your kind three of breaking, stars. Oh, sorry, you were oh. breaking up for for a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, on my end. On um, my end yeah. so I didn't. I didn't know you were talking. I thought you were still ta- talking because no. you glitched a little bit for a second there. No, it's three okay. star. Three yeah. stars on this show. Very <laughs> okay. Uh, this this could be very easy. <laughs> uh, Nikita Krylov. Number. I mean, I mean. Well, I'll go with people we haven't talked about. Nikita Krylov. First one knocked out Alexander Gustafson in 67 seconds, dropped him. This is really sad to see from Gustafson. Yeah. I mean, I have to think he, he's, he's done. Got, he's got to be done. Yeah. He's, he's done. done. He has fought in two years. And yeah, it's just, it was, and I thought Gustafson would have, was going to win this fight because I thought it was a perfect fight for him to come back to. And, you know, he's been training with Till and Hermanson and Comzad. I mean, you know, those guys have been, you know, busting their asses all together. All together, but it just I guess it wasn't meant to be, and, and you know, you didn't really hear a lot about or from Gustafson all week. It was kind of, you know, he's a big he's a big star. He's yeah, arguably one of the best best fighters to ever win a UFC title, and he came close twice against Jones and Cormier. You know, gen, generational fighters, and he almost beat both those guys. So it's just crazy. I mean, he just he just felt like. Felt like he didn't exist and he didn't look good. So I don't know, you know, I don't know if he fights again or not. But uh, second star, I'll go Jonathan Pierce. And he submitted Makwan Amir Khani and he only finished on the prelims. Uh, it's a good fight. I mean, Amir, they were both trying to wrestle each other. Wrestle each other. Amir Khani was probably winning the wrestling, but Pierce got him in a bad position and just pounded it away to the finish. And then... Third star, I mean, I'm going to go with somebody who won a decision, but he was just the most dominant fighter on the card when that was Muhammad Mokayev. I mean, we talked about this guy and, you know, you know, being a future possible champion, and he showed every bit of it. I mean, it's just his wrestling was insane. He went, he scored 12 takedowns in the fight, went for like 26, but it's just, just, I mean, like, it looked like, a flyweight Habib in there, just constantly taking down Charles Johnson and pressuring him with punches. I mean, didn't get the finish, but it was, but it was a dominant win. So and I thought he looked really impressive. Okay, so for my three stars, uh, I'm going to go with uh, number one, Molly McCann. <laughs> we already talked about her. Number two, Patty Pimblett. Um, and number three, I'm going to go with uh, Nathaniel Wood. Um, I thought he looked really, really impressive in his win over Charles Rosa. Got a couple of uh, 10-8 rounds from judges. I can't remember if it was this fight or the Diakisi fight that I actually had. I think I had it 30-25. Yeah, there was a couple rounds that were completely dominant um, and could have been 10-8s. And obviously one of the judges had one of the rounds of 10-8. Two of the judges actually had uh, given a 10-8 in one of the rounds and probably could have arguably done it for another round as well. But yeah, so Nathaniel Wood. And again, there wasn't very many finishes on this card, which you'll go over the results right away. And uh, just looking at the performance bonus, looks like they did the same thing, right? Or just four, four performance bonuses, no fight of the night. Um, which, again, you know what? Honestly, like when I'm looking at these fights, there wasn't really a fight that you, you would really, really call a fight of the night kind of fight. No, 
There wasn't. No. no. I mean, maybe the Patty fight, like if you really had to pick one, but um, you know, wooden, the first wooden, round was okay. Wooden Rosa was probably the best fight on the card. Yeah, and, and that one was kind of a destruction, but it was more yeah. like just Charles Rosa just wouldn't give up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh go over the uh the results of this card that felt like it was eight hours long. <laughs> it was eight hours long. Uh, oh, was it? That's probably why it felt like it was eight hours well, long. It was really, it, it was pretty close. It's pretty close to the prelims felt like eight hours long. The prelims yeah. went like 30, well, they went, went they went 30. like they, they were they like went 20, 20 minutes, minutes over. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, I mean you know, they're pretty, UFC is pretty good on timing, but trying to do eight fights in three hours, if you're going to have fights go to the, go the distance, it's not going to, it's not going to work out. But anyway, uh, prelims started a welterweight fight. Nicholas Dalby, uh, unanimous decision over Claudio Silva, 29 28, 29 28, 29 27. Uh, Silva won the first round. Uh, first round was very boring. There was not a single significant strike landed. In the Jesus. first round, by either fighter, because Silva <laughs> took him down like right, right away, and just basically just just laid on top of him the, the entire first round. They were they're both landing like short body shots, but it was probably a fight that should have been stood up at at one at at least one point. But uh, but he got tired in the second round, and Dalby took over with his striking and his wrestling in the last two rounds, and won the last two rounds and got the decision. So to me, in my opinion, it's probably the last time we see. We see Claudio Silva because the story of his fights are the are the same. He looks good in the first round and then gases. He he's he can only go five minutes. Reminded me of Herbert Burns the week before, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not as bad because yeah. Dolby didn't give given the beating that Bill Algio gave to Burns, but but yeah, but it was you know it's kind of embarrassing seeing fighters at the UFC level who can only go five minutes. So yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, he might he probably not long for this promotion anymore. Excuse me. Then we had the uh, women's flyweight fight, Victoria Leonardo, unanimous decision over Mandy Baum, thirty twenty seven across the board. Not much. Excuse me. Not much to uh, talk about on this one. Very clear win for Leonardo. Then we had a lightweight fight, Jai Herbert, unanimous decision over Kyle Nelson, twenty nine twenty eight across the board. Nelson won the first. I personally, I thought the second was close and could have gone either way. And I gave it to Nelson, but apparently I was the only one in the world who did. And people let mm. me know about it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I gave it to yeah. Herbert, but, but to be honest with you, like when, when one guy wins one round and then the next round is close 99 times out of hundred, I'm giving it to the guy that lost the first one. Like, yeah, so that's just the way I so, score and it's not right. That's not how you're supposed to score, but it's what I do. So, so, so yeah, but, uh, people let me know, but, uh, yeah, Herbert won the third, third and he got the decision. It was yeah. decent, decent fight. I thought it could have gone either way. It's either way. And Herbert probably realistically won the fight overall. Then we had a flyweight fight, Mohammed Mokayev over Charles Johnson. That I got into, then we had, Jonathan Pierce, uh, TKO, second round over Matt Quantamir Connie. Then you had featherweight fight, Nathaniel Wood, unanimous decision uh, over Charles Rosa. Really, really good fight, Rosa. Wood looked really great on the feet, and Rosa took a pretty good beating, but he was one of those guys that just kept coming despite yeah. taking a beating, which made for a very entertaining fight. Then we had a lightweight fight, Mark Casey over Demir Hadzovich. 30-26, 30-27. DeCasey just dominated with the wrestling. He didn't take whole lot of chances i think he was fighting to to not lose yep. to win and more importantly not not lose but he fought a smart game plan 
game plan. So it was it was a clear win for him. So good and a good win win for him. It gets him kind of back on track. I think he was one of those guys who tried to be like an exciting kickboxer and it kind of failed him a couple times and he's gotten better on his wrestling. And so he wants to, he wants to try to win fights, move up the ladder, and then he'll probably be back on entertaining fights. Speaking of entertaining fights, Ludovic Klein over Mason Jones, 30, 27 across the board. This fight came together like on a week's notice, but it was fairly entertaining while it lasted. Klein, Klein was, you know, his striking was coming at all different kind of just crazy crazy angles and Jones really couldn't compete with it. And I think if Jones maybe had more than, you know, six days to prepare for, for Klein in particular, maybe it'd be a different outcome, but it's hard. It's hard, you know, to come up with a game plan on six days notice. So that was that. Then you had the main card open light heavyweight fight, Vulcan Oz, Demir over Paul Craig, 30, 27 across the board. Uh, Paul Craig's strategy in this fight was to just try to pull guard. And that's all he tried to do, which was amazing, which was, I don't know why he didn't adjust during the fight because there was a lot of moments on the feet where he tagged Ozdemir and he was looking good on the feet, but instead of just capitalizing on, you know, on the feet, he just wanted to pull guard and Ozdemir played with him in the first a little bit, a little bit, but didn't want to play with him after that. And you're not going to win a fight if you're, it felt like a fight Paul Craig wasn't trying to win. He was trying to. No, and he was he was taking a lot of damage in, he was taking in a lot, lot of those damage. times when he when he yeah. would go down too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It felt like a fight. He wasn't trying to trying to win. He was trying to sucker Ozdemir into doing something stupid to where he'd pull a win out of his ass, kind of deal. The closest deal. he came was probably like in the first like two minutes. Like he looked like he had that um, like leg lock, like looked pretty yeah. good. But then yeah. you know, as soon as Ozdemir got out of that, it was like he was done going to the ground with him. Yeah, and it felt like I think there was a moment in the third where Craig, you know, landed a solid combo on Ozdemir, and Ozdemir looked hurt from it, and then Craig just tried to pull guard, and you let Ozdemir yep. just, just you know, get in, get back in the fight that way. It was kind of just, it was just, it was bad to watch if you're Paul Craig. He yeah. wasn't even trying to take him down. Like he would yeah. go in for these takedowns and then just drop. And it yeah. was so frustrating to watch. Yeah, like he wasn't. Yeah, he felt like if he tried to strike more and tried to actually take down Ozdemir, he might might have had better success. But just yeah. this pulling guard thing is is you know even guys like Ryan Hall who are incredible submission guys and Paul Craig's not he's not Ryan Hall. It, you know, not even close. No. He's a, he's a good submission guy for two hundred five pounds, but he's not an Abu Dhabi like world champion or a world champion champion jiu-jitsu guy he's just got good jiu-jitsu for the mma light heavyweight division and you can't pull guard in that division yeah it's not gonna these guys are too big i guess that's why he was an underdog going in yeah yeah so (laughs) yeah yeah i thought i was i was curious about that and you know being an underdog against ozdemir who's lost more than he's won lately but ozmaker's got that one right yeah then we had the uh women's flyweight fight molly mccann tk over hannah goldie uh kind of whatever Everybody was expecting, and you know that was the point of it. And the light heavyweight fight, and Nikita Krylov over Alexander Gustafson in 67 seconds. You had Patty over Jordan Levitt, second round submission. Hermanson over Chris Curtis, unanimous decision. I don't know how Curtis won a round on two scorecards, but whatever. I thought maybe, like, I thought the third was maybe the closest one, so maybe. it's possible. But, but I mean, maybe. I think Herman Hermanson, like, at least double outstruck him in every round. So, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I haven't looked at the stat. At the charity stats, round. Charity yeah. round. Yeah. 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 And of course, we had the main event over in 15 seconds when Aspinall blew out his knee. Nothing to talk about no. there because so, it's just an unfortunate end. Yeah, so the performance bonuses went to Patty the Batty, uh, Krylov, Molly McCann, Jonathan Pierce, of course, the four finishes. And um, and then um, the uh, the gate, uh, $4.3 million, 17,000 fans at the O2 Arena. So the last one, was it $6 million or was it $4 million as well? Do you remember? I can look it up. For some reason, I thought it was six, but no, no, this was the this was the biggest gate for a fight night in history. Okay, then then it was four. Yeah, the last one was four then, because I I, have an Aspinall four point five million. Oh well, this says four point three, so who knows? Maybe uh, with the exchange rate and everything, maybe uh, this one was. Four point, yeah, yeah. This is four point five. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Okay, but it might be. They said this. They said this was the biggest. The biggest fight night in a gate, uh, you know. It could ever. be. It could just be the exchange rate. Maybe yeah. it's a little bit is a little bit lower now than it was, you know, three months ago or whenever the last one was, four months. Ago. Possibly, I don't. I don't yeah. know what. It, I don't know what yeah. the deal is. Yeah, but either way, uh, another hugely successful event, and uh, I'm sure they'll be back. Uh, Patty says he wants to fight by the end of the year. You suggested Madison Square Garden. That makes a ton of sense. So, uh, hope- Patty even said after. Afterwards, that this is probably the last time you see him fighting in the O2 arena. Really? So, okay. So that's too bad. I, I kind of yeah. expected that they would headline a show somewhere in the UK uh, with him, but maybe he's moving on to bigger and better things. I mean, I could. The only way I could see it is if they do a pay per view in England again. Yeah. So I think he's, he said. I think he's basically said he's he's ready to go on to the United States to be a pay per view fighter. So I mean, do you, do you? I mean, this was UFC, but I mean, to that crowd, um, I think Patty was the biggest star. Uh, yeah, on, for sure. yeah. So I mean, he can come out and say, sure. you know, I I just sold out the two biggest fight, the you know, and he's not Connor. Like Connor would be saying, I I had the two biggest fight night gates in UFC history, and Patty's a little different. Like he's, uh, it's he's a different kind of uh, bragger. Uh, than than Connor was. He's more about being a star than he is about being a big fighter. I, that's just the sense I get. But I don't um, think this this show wasn't sold on him. I think his fight didn't even get announced until okay. after the show had already been sold out. Okay, so I mean, but, most but, expect, but most expected them on the card. But but, but Connor would be claiming that he sold it out. Like that's just what he does. Yeah, um, because what, Connor would be in the main event. Patty's true. Third from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Third from top. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, no, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, we'll look forward to, uh, when we see them again. Um, okay. So we got, uh, do, 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 well, before we get into UFC 277, let's just quickly go over the contender series. Cause that will be, that's debuting tomorrow as we're recording this tonight, as you're listening, I'm looking at the lineup here. I don't recognize a single name. Um, a lot of times I do. Uh, there's a few undefeated fighters on here, but do you know anything about any of these people? Uh, I think Joseph Pfeiffer was on on the uh, Contender Series uh, before. Oh yeah, so. yeah, that's the name that's kind of. Oh yeah, 2020. So, uh, I wasn't I wasn't watching then, so yeah, yeah, he lost to Dustin Stolzfus. Yeah, um, uh, Dennis Dennis Buz, Buz, however you say his name, he's Buzuka? a teammate. Yeah, Bazooka, Bazooka. He was on the Contender Series before. Uh, uh, he lost to uh, Melsic, Bagdasarian, yeah. but uh, 
he's won three fights since then and he's part of the longo sarah camp so okay you know with with uh aljamain sterling sterling and uh you know marab and all the all those guys and he's always been in the corners of those guys so those this guys fight just there. this car just lost a fight like literally as we're recording yeah i was Did gonna you- <laughs> I was going to get into it. They lost a fight this morning. It was a Farid yeah. Basarat, who's the brother of uh, Javid. And when Javid made his UFC debut, debut, they actually fought on the same day at the same exact time. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they did that yeah. promo. And he yeah. asked, the guy asked, like, oh, how did my brother do? <laughs> yeah. And like, he, he won. He's like, oh, that's great. And then they were putting his brother. And he's supposed to fight a guy named Will and Souza. Uh, it's supposed to be a Bantamweight fight, 135 pounds. Souza weighed 146 pounds. Oh, wonderful! So he, so he just weight, he just he, he just missed weight missed, by ten pounds. He misunderstood he, what what weight class yeah, they were fighting. And he at. claimed no big deal. he claimed he had already cut thirty six pounds to make oh, for, to make one forty six. So he was one eighty two. So fighting at bantamweight. Yeah. Jesus. So. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah. The, so do you think the they, they don't have time to the put commission? It? The commission nicks that fight like immediately. Oh yeah, of so, course. So they so they'll just go with four fights now. Four fights, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the we, undefeated. We've seen so, that happen. We've seen that happen before. Where guys miss weight and fights get canceled, and they only have four fights. So, yeah. Um, this guy, um, Al- Anton Turkalj, uh, undefeated fighter. He actually uh, fought Alexander Gustafsson in a in a grappling match a couple years ago, and lost by by points. So. Um, I, I, and I believe that is the Alexander Gustafson. Um, but yeah, so yeah, not, not much, but you know, these shows are always really good and, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, guys are going out for finishes, trying to get a contract. So could, could be fun. Yeah. The, yeah last year's, uh, contender series was really strong with a lot of really good fights and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you, there's nobody I'm seeing on here that's, uh, you know, coming up that. That really like you know aside from Bo Nickel, who's you know guys who right. you know yeah kind of we've talked out, about him standout name standout names a lot of good fight a lot of good fighters you know you know I kind of wish the I do kind of wish the show would go to how it was originally intend, intended to be which would be a, a combination of of these guys of these guys you know these newer fighters but also guys who had been cut like all these guys who had been on X MMA cards. Trying like, to fight. yeah, your Impa yeah, to, and your Will Brooks yeah. and all those guys. Well, yeah. you know, you know, Jared Jared Goodens and stuff. Who like like uh, originally the intent was, yeah, some of those guys fight a new, you know, a guy trying to make it in the UFC and UFC and then see, you know, who who would win and get a contract if possible. So kind of wish they would they would you know they've cut so many guys, you know, give them a second chance on the contender series kind of kind of deal, but uh. I also like, you know, seeing new guys and the bad thing about the the hard thing about putting all these uh older fighters that you cut back on the contender series is you have to give them if they were to win, you give them a contract. You have to give them a bigger contract cuz they've already been there before. So oh, okay. the, that's probably a reason why they they opted to they opted to go against that plan like it was from the get-go. So yeah. All right. Um one guy we have mentioned that's fighting, uh, and then we'll move on, is Ozzy Diaz, and probably should have mentioned him because he's probably the most well-known out of all of these. He um, coming off a big uh, first-round KO on an LFA show, and he's also got two wins in Bellator, uh, and he's coming in on a 
four five fight win streak, all finishes for them in the first round. So he's probably yeah. somebody but, to look out for. Yeah, but if uh, if you're somebody who watches a lot of these uh, shows that are on Fight Pass, you know your LFAs, your CESs, your CFFCs, and Fury fights, you're going to see a lot of guys that you've seen on those shows during this see during okay. this year. Probably probably more so than normal. So. Okay. Well, I don't really have uh, much of uh, much time to watch those shows lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. you guys I, like Caposa, Jason Hagholm, you know, yeah, we know people we know. They, they I guys have no idea how he has the time for that because he watches wrestling too. But um, yeah, wrestling is almost a full time job. But yeah, so that, that's the Contender Series. That'll be uh, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus, as well as uh, TSN in Canada. But the big show this weekend is um, is a show you're going to in your hometown. You don't even have to travel for it. I, um, I love being able to sleep, have a fight week where I can sleep in my own bed. Yeah, even yeah. Though, even though I love hotels and I love the fact that people will make your bed and bring you fresh towels every day. <laughs> I love that. I love that aspect. I like. I always. I, I like hotels. I always just I like put hotels. my thing on the door, and I, I I don't want to be bothered the whole time I'm there. I don't need my bed made. I don't need the fresh towels. Just leave oh, me alone. Oh, no. You can make my bed and give me fresh towels oh. Fresh towels all day. I'll be out of that room, you know, especially like like on a Friday at 8 a.m. when I'm going to weigh in. So I'm not going to be yeah, in yeah, the yeah. room from 7.30 a.m. until after 12, 12, o'clock, 12 okay. o'clock in the afternoon. Go Go make my bed. Go give me fresh towels. I love it. All, All right, not stuff. not me, not me. But uh, yeah, so we got uh, two title fights headlining this show, and not a whole hell of a lot else. Um, Juliana Pena and Manny Nunez, obviously in the main event, coming off the most recent season of uh, the Ultimate Fighter, and uh, Brandon Moreno and Kai Car France for the UFC interim flyweight championship, which could end up being the official championship if uh doesn't figure out or doesn't get his shit together um but uh and then yeah the rest of this card is not much uh, god <laughs> it got, holy there's shit i mean the, the main the main card has been has stayed intact but I, but uh uh one two three i think like six prelim fights have changed yeah or been, well, or and been and off. yeah, because so, they moved fights around and they've moved fighters around. But even yeah, without, I mean, like, they even, moved they moved Luke Rockhold and Paulo Costa to three weeks later because Paulo Costa said he wasn't going to be able to make weight by July thirtieth, and there's still questions whether he'll make weight by August twentieth. So, so, yeah, the yeah, that fight's not happening. Um, Derek Lewis is on the card. Anthony Smith. I mean, those are the big names on the main card. Besides, outside of those two title fights. And then, like on the prelims, I mean, there's no names. I mean, Drew Dober, uh, Alex Morono, like, yeah, holy crap. And these prelims are on ABC, um, which uh, I, I wasn't even aware of, but I, I don't know if they that's going to be. Yeah. A... They just announced it this past weekend. So, oh, okay. It looks okay, like cool. it looks like it's going to be kind of a uh, regular thing regular. For, for at least during like the summertime, I think they got college football in the fall, so I don't think. Hey, I think we'll see. I want to ask you either. something. I want to yeah. ask you something because uh, I was just reading your your uh, UFC recap from last week's ABC show, yeah. and you you had reported, and I don't know if it was you or if Dave inserted it, but you had reported the viewership numbers on ABC. Did that show also air on e- on ESPN, or was it only no, ABC? It was only ABC. Oh. ABC. Oh, okay. ESPN okay. Plus, okay so it was. Plus, so. It was the last pay-per-view prelims that aired on both. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. And is that going to be the same here? Do you know? What's that? Is this gonna? Is it gonna be the same this week? Uh, both yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's, yeah. Okay. It's on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN lot, Plus. Last time it was like the number one show on all of television in eighteen to forty nine um, by pretty good margin uh, yeah. for the day. So I, yeah, you when, know, you, UFC when you was combine, obviously real happy yeah, with that. Yeah, when you combine the. Th- Combine the three. I mean, if you combine just the ABC and ESPN, I think it was like at 1.7, 1.8 million. Yeah. Then you have, and then you throw in, obviously, there's a couple hundred thousand on ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus. So that was over 2 million. So I, I guess that's probably the reason to do it again to see if you get yeah. similar. Well, and more ownership. importantly, the 18 to 49, I think they did like something like a 0.8. Like when yeah. you combine the two, like that's incredible. Yeah, like that's, yeah. you know, that that's like an early season, like an early playoff NBA game, yeah. you know, like that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I think, like I said, it's a, it's a good test too, to see if you can yeah. do, do make, I could honestly see, I don't know, you know, I think afternoon main cards on ABC, C will be one thing, but I honestly think if you did a primetime, show like like you know in the spring yep. or summer you can't do it during football season college football season because college football rules all rules all but i think if you did a show that you did simulcast on abc and espn like a main card main card and you throw in the espn plus viewership you could probably get two million easy for it oh yeah no like, I mean, if they got 1.8 for prelims i mean you know especially if you have a decent headliner you know like like a uh, Colby Covington, you know, yeah. like if yeah, you so, yeah. say you had put that Long Island show in prime yeah. time and you had it simulcast on ABC and ESPN, you're probably getting two million easy. Yeah. Easy. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, simulcast is is the way is the way to go for for these kind of shows, and they've been doing they've been doing a lot with uh, NFL football football yeah. on Monday night. They've been simulcast on ABC and ESPN a lot, and Monday night football already does huge, but. But when they simulcast, I mean, it, it does just even bigger numbers. So, so yeah, that's they the way even to go. Do the gimmick. They could even do the gimmick where you have like alternate commentary with, you know, like fighters and and put it on like ESPN two or ESPN News or something like they yeah. do with, uh, you know, Peyton. <laughs> Well, the Manning cast, hell, yeah. they could yeah. probably do it for fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah or, because, oh, yeah, uh, just have the Mannings do it. Yeah. Didn't yeah, even think of that. Have, have their guests be, fighter, be fighters yeah. or people who are into into yeah. mma like i know there's like a, there's a cerrone a bunch, or or something you know, or yeah i mean you don't have to i mean you could get cormier cormier on there but it's also the mannings like they could probably pull rogan rogan on there for yeah. a segment but you can also get you know tom brady's a big mma fan you know there's a lot of football football there's a lot of athletes who are big mma fans a big rod he just invested five million dollars into a MMA promotion. <laughs> He's got to be a big fan. Um, all right, okay. tell us about okay. this. Uh, <laughs> tell us about these two main events. Uh, yeah, Pena and Nunez rematch. You know, biggest female rematch of all time. Maybe I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. But uh, oh god, yeah, I, but, yeah, you might be right. I mean, I mean Rousey Tate, but I mean, but it was. But that oh, was I'd go with Rousey Tate. That was I'd a different kind of scenario. Scenario. Yeah, this is yeah. Nunez. This is Nunez, who is even with the loss, is probably still the best female fighter of all time. And this is her going back for the title. And Pena, despite being the champion, and despite being you know, despite the upset, she's coming in as a big underdog. I think it was like she was like plus two sixty when I last looked, and Nunez That's, was minus I mean, three hundred. Yeah, sounds sounds about, right. about right. And it, yeah. it's all going to come down to how Nunez's weighs in and her weight cut. 
Because when she's had bad weight cuts, uh, she's struggled, and then she lost. I mean, she had a bad weight yeah. cut, weight cut for the first fight, and she was sick, sick still from COVID. I don't think she had fully recovered from COVID by then. By then, and Pena, I mean, to Pena's credit, she took advantage and she brought the fight to Nunez, and you know, but if Nunez is bounce back, bounces back, and has a good weight cut, I mean, she's infinitely more talented than Juliana Pena, so. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I still favor Nunez in it, though. Um, so the, the interesting stat. Before this, she had three losses in her career. Or, sorry. Her last three losses. Uh, let me check the fourth one. Um, okay, I don't know about the first one. But, uh, okay, so her last three losses that she had before this, her very next fight, she won with the first-round stoppage. So that's in something to look out for i think she's probably yeah. motivated coming off a loss yeah yeah so uh co-main the flyweight title fight yeah moreno and kaikar france uh rematch from ufc 245 in december 2019 moreno won a decision uh you know car france has looked great since then both these guys have looked fantastic since that first fight and just incredible and this fight should be nothing but action because these are two of the most action pack action fighters at flyweight. And I have, I mean, it should honestly be a great fight. I think Marina is going to win, but, uh, it was, but it could, it's a fight that could go either way. And, and that's really probably, it's probably gonna be the best fight on the card for sure. Yeah. I mean, unless something, you know, kind of one of these undercard fights just kind of comes out of nowhere and, you know, steals the show. Yeah. And Marina is going to be a big star in that building because, because I'm, you know, it's in Dallas, you know, heavy Hispanic population and there'll probably be a lot of, a lot of Hispanics in the crowd. So I I imagine he's going to get a massive reaction. So you think it's either, you think he'll get a bigger reaction than Derek Lewis? Uh, I don't know. That's hard to say. Yeah, Derek, that's a tough one. Derek yeah. Lewis. It's it's Texas, but it's not. It's not Houston, but it's still Texas. But Derek Lewis is just a fan favorite and a cult favorite. So, you know, it's just he's yeah, he's got a tough fight. <laughs> um, a uh, you know, I'm fight. surprised. Winnable, Winnable fight, sure. but it's gonna, but it's gonna, it's really gonna put. We're really gonna see where Derek Lewis is at. at, at and Sergey Pavlovich. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, if, if Pavlovich wins, I mean, he's, you know, he's on that contender list now. Yeah. You know, for with, sure. uh, for sure. you know, your Chris Daukis and, and everybody else. Um, okay. So, you know what? I didn't do, I just completely blanked today for some reason on doing my, uh, my uh, ROI stuff. So I don't have that for everybody this week. But um, Ryan, uh, Try to pick out three fights to watch on this card, uh, and I good mean, luck with there's, that. There's, there's, no, I got I got three easy. Uh, first one's okay. going to be the the other flyweight fight on the main card, Alexander Pantoja against Alex Perez. Now, keep in mind, if something happens to Moreno or Car France, Pantoja is going to slip into that spot. So okay. uh, he's the he's the official backup as long as you know, you know, if, so, if one of those fighters misses weight. Mrs. Wade and Pantoja makes weight. You know, there could be some change, change, you know. And Alex Perez, uh, he's had a couple of fights lately that have been canceled because of weight weight issues. But if this fight happens, it's a very interesting fight. I mean, number four, number six at flyweight. That should be another action pack fight. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that fight. Yeah, and then second fight to watch, the, the other main card fight, light heavyweight, Anthony Smith against Ma- Magomed Ankalaev. 
I mean, Akalayev has looked fantastic. He's got that long win streak. But, uh, I mean, he's got a – Anthony Smith is – is what we call you know the, the phrase Anthony Smith is a dog you know he's just gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna bring a fight to you fight to you and I think it's really Ankaliyev's toughest test so far so so he's if, a uh, big underdog here too beats, Smith Smith is underdog is that what huge underdog kind of three eighty yeah oh yeah I mean Ankaliyev is you know he's won like eight or nine straight and well he's you know, undefeated if he doesn't lose in the last second to paul craig yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean but this is his toughest test yeah today yeah. today and an anthony smith win would not surprise me at all i think he's a live underdog at those odds but uh but yeah i mean anthony smith is gonna bring you the fight and he he's very motivated he uh he did an interview today talking about how how his mother had recently passed away and this is the first time First time, you know, he's fought without his, you know, mother watching and all that. And he's got motiva- motivation from that. So, you know, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a very big fight at light heavyweight. And then the uh, third fight, uh, I'll go lightweight fight. Drew Dober against Rafael Alves. It's kind of an interesting fight for Dober because he should be fighting guys at a much higher level than Alves is. But uh, Dober is always especially lately, he's always been in pretty entertaining and exciting fights and he gets a lot of finishes lately. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that fight too. So okay, I got to ask, I got to ask you something about somebody. Yeah. Cause as I was going through this, this card, there's a guy that just, just jumps out at me. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about him, but Hamdi, the hammer, Abdel Wahab. Do you know anything uh, about all- this dude? All I know is he's been fighting for Jorge Masvidal's promotion. Uh, okay. He's he in actual MMA. He's only three and zero. They might list him as a five and zero record, but two of those no, fights three, were great. three and zero, three yeah. and zero, and and he only his first fight was like this year. Yeah, he's got and a he's couple already of in UFC. He, I mean, he just got <laughs> he just got signed like like this past week. He's he's a replacement fighter. But but so. but like how many times has a guy had his first fight, and later that same year, six months later, he's in UFC? Like I I mean I can't even fathom that in 2022. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> like, I can't. But uh, I mean, maybe they they might have had him earmarked for contender series coming up, and oh, okay, and they needed okay. and they needed a body. Yeah, so. but he's a heavyweight. Uh, yeah. He's uh. He's yeah, he's he's six two. Just looking at his picture, I mean, he looks like a pro wrestler, yeah. and uh, yeah, he's um, I don't man, like yeah, I'm, of, I'm intrigued. These, I'm intrigued. These, yeah, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, he's got a tough test against Dante Mays. Yeah, he's, he's a big heavyweight. But anybody, I mean, for people listening, anybody you see within the next two months who's debuting on short notice. Is somebody who was supposed to be on the contender series? We have another guy, Adam Fugit, on the prelims. Yeah, uh, so yeah, same situation. So yeah, I know I saw his name on the list of contender series, um, yeah. and I was kind of surprised. I didn't realize he was fighting here, and that's a guy that I kind of know a little bit about. But uh, this uh, this other this other dude, like Hamdi, the Hammer. Um, yeah. I just have a feeling, I, and again, I know nothing. I'm just sometimes you just have a feeling. I have a feeling if this guy gets like a knockout. He's just going to cut some insane promo, and he's going to be a huge under like a star that people are going to be talking about on this show. So I'm I'm looking forward to you coming back and telling me some stories about Hamdi the Hammer. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. But uh, for God knows what reason, because I didn't know about it five minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, tell us about the rest of this card. Uh, okay, so it kicks off uh, six Eastern time, five Central time. Time uh, first four fights are on on uh, ESPN Plus. Uh, kicks off welterweight fight Orion Kosuke against Blood Diamond. I mean, so um, yeah, that'll be something. Wasn't that fight originally scheduled fight for a couple months ago? Yeah, it was. Yeah, twice. yeah, yeah. They were supposed to fight UFC 271, and then Kosuke pulled out, and then they were supposed to fight in June. But then yeah. Blood Diamond pulled out, so yeah. So okay. all right. So then we have a light heavyweight fight: Nikolai Negrumanu against uh, debuting Ihor Pachera, who uh, fought on the Contender Series last year and had a really impressive win. So uh, yeah, this this could be a good showcase for Pachera. Then you have a women's bantamweight fight: Jocelyn Edwards against G. Elon Kim. And then a welterweight fight: Adam Fugit making his debut on short notice against undefeated Michael Morales, who was from the Contender Series last year and debuted in January, I think January, February, and with an impressive win. So that should be a good fight. Then we go, then we move to ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus for the featured prelims, four fights, uh, 8 Eastern time. Kicks off lightweight fight, Drakkar Close against Rafa Garcia. Close, he's got a bit of a name and is a very – very exciting fighter. Uh, Garcia is coming in on short notice. Short notice, so uh, yeah, Drakkar close. That that fight was originally supposed to be Drakkar close against Diego Ferreira, which was one of the more, more you know, more which was a good matchup. So hopefully this will be a fight will be as good as that one would have been. Then you have the heavyweight fight, Dontel Mays against Hamdi the Hammer of Del Wahab. Then lightweight fight, Drew Dober against Rafael Alves. I talked about the near featured prelim is welterweight fight, Alex Morono against Matthew Simmelsberger. That should be a pretty good fight. So, yeah. 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 Then you have the main card, which we've pretty much gone over Anthony Smith against Magomed and Kalayev, Pantoya against Perez, Lewis against Pavlovich, and then the two title fights, Moreno, Kaikar France, and then Pena and Nunez. And for whatever people say about that main card, I mean, it's all. Every single one of those fighters, I think, are in the top ten in your division. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's a good main card. And I, you know what? To be honest, like I can't see any of those fights. Maybe Lewis Pavlovich um, being bad. Um, I, in fact, the odds are that they'll mo- that they'll all be de- good fights. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and you know, decent names again. You know, Pantoja and Perez aren't the most well-known fighters, but flyweights, high-ranked flyweights, always deliver. Yeah, and um, you know, and then Lewis is a big star. Anthony Smith is, you know, main eventers, main evented, like feels like 10, 10 shows. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's not a bad card. I I take back what I said at the beginning. This is this is pretty cool. It's, it's decent. It's yeah. decent. We've seen we've seen worse. worse yeah. Pay per view. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's not going to do any business so, yeah. this this card. Like, but I mean, we're we're not going to be hearing pay per view numbers for this one uh, anytime soon. <laughs> this will be one where at the end of the year we're going to be like, what did that show in Dallas do? And you'll be like, oh, probably one ten, one twenty five, something like that. Two hundred, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know what? Yeah, like the rematch. Yeah, it's. Not going to be the biggest UFC women's fight of all time, as some people told me that it might be, but it'll be better than most of Amanda Nunez headline shows have done, probably. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's that. That's uh, UFC 277. That'll be again. You'll be there live in your hometown. Well, 
next to your hometown and uh home area yeah yeah and so we got news and there's not much news but uh you want to talk about ufc 280 in abu dhabi yeah we've pretty much got the entire main well we've got the entire main card and this is an absolutely incredible card it is it is that we got here the main card i mean we already talked last week the main event Oliveira and uh makachev for the vacant lightweight title, and here here's what was added uh, added this this week, and then you already had Bilal Muhammad against Sean Brady on the card. So those are already two main card fights, and here what was added this week this week the bantamweight title fight between Aljamain Sterling and T.J. Dillashaw. That's on that show. That's the co-main event. Then you have a massive bantamweight fight, Piotr Jan against Sean O'Malley, and then the other main card fight. You have is a lightweight fight, but Neil Darius against Matus Gamera. I mean, that's an incredible main card right there. What's the main event of that show again? Oliver and Makachev. Right, right, right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so that's an incredible main card. And then a few prelims. Marina Rodriguez against Amanda Lemos. It's a big uh, strawweight fight. Yeah, they uh, moved the Caitlin Chukagian against Man and Fioro fight to this card. So that's another okay. one. And Zubair Kugov against Lucas Almeida. So, so Jessica yeah, Irie book her flight. She she had a flight for Paris. She can go to Abu Dhabi. That was now. Lauren Murphy. <laughs> well, Lauren Murphy, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica Eyes retired. So. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. So, I always got those two mixed up for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but uh, so is she? Did Lauren Murphy rebook her flight? Did you find out? That's your homework for next week. <laughs> yeah, it's probably never booked a flight. Okay. So, so um, yeah, that's about it. But I mean, that's a. That's that's a, that's a sack card right there. Yeah, no kidding. And that's not even you know we'll probably get a few more. Um, and uh, and then yeah, you'll, so get some, you'll get some prelims. You'll get some prelims with some guys. You know, maybe cousin Umar will be on it. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the Paris show obviously lost that Caitlin Manone fight, but they added a few more fights to that one. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, French fighters. Uh, Taylor Lapalus yeah. uh, resigned with yep. the UFC. He was there a few years back and. I don't know if they cut him or just they didn't re-sign him, but I think he had like a three and one record. Yeah, he UFC was in was Bellator, one, I think, for a while. It's kind of and... one of those those boggling, like, why didn't you keep this guy? But he's back on that show. He's fighting Khalid Taha. Uh you got Benoit Saint Denis against Christos Diagos. Uh Dustin Stolzfus, who just fought on the Long Island show last week. He got a he won his first UFC win. Excuse me, gets a new contract and uh he's replacing uh uh, what, what, you know, the Floyd Weather fight. Anyway, he's fighting Abus Magomedov, and then you have a f- exciting French kickboxer Cedric uh, Dumbe signed with the UFC. He's fighting Darian Weeks on that show. So uh, still no Charles Rodin or uh, or uh, the other dude uh, that I always pump up. Barrio, um, I think Barrio's booked for another fight somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but Jordan was—he uh, fought in the same card as Stolzfus, so. But yeah, but he also was in a much tougher fight. He was, and he lost. So, yeah. um, and then uh, I guess uh, in addition to Kamzat uh, and Nate Diaz, we got Johnny Walker and Ion Kudalaba on uh, UFC two seventy nine. So um, yeah, <laughs> two crazy guys. So Do we have a location for that show yet? Vegas. Vegas, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Nate Diaz, five rounds. Weed's well, I, mean, it was, it, I mean, it was already going to be in Vegas anyway. Yeah, but... and they don't test for weed there, so 
Because you, you said at one point, like, no way Diaz is fighting anywhere but Vegas <laughs> until they change some rules elsewhere. Uh, Nate, I mean, Nick Nick fought there last, and Nate's been fighting there. but That's what I mean. Like, that's the only place they're going to fight, right? Because they don't test for weed there. Right? Uh, I mean, they're not going to fight in Texas. I don't. I mean, right. I think other states. I think other states have stopped. I think Florida, Florida okay. has, okay. And, and you know. And, I just remember when they made that announcement that, and then it was like the same day, <laughs> Nate Diaz signed for or a fight. Nick Nick Diaz Nick or Nick signed. yeah Nick Diaz signed yeah. for a fight the same but day. Nate, Nate fought in Arizona. Oh yeah, you're right. Smoking you're weed right. on the. Smoking weed on the <laughs> on the press conference. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, was that uh, but that that was wasn't that fight. Oh yeah, it was originally booked for Houston, right? And then they moved it to Arizona. So he he sold out two shows in a row, yeah. uh, based on his name, um, which was a nice little trick. Uh, but yeah, so that's it, eh? That's uh, and then yeah, Nate Land, uh, a couple other fights, not not really. I guess David Onama is pretty big prospect. He's he's got a fight already in a couple weeks. Yeah, Nate Land. Will- Whereas uh is a crazy man. So that that's, that's actually fight. that's actually a nutty fight. I can't believe they put that together. Like that's well, one I mean, of those guys gotta lose. Is book is booked, is booked once before. So I mean so it's okay. definitely a fight that they've been interested in booking. So yeah. But on like three weeks notice. So um or two weeks yeah. notice. No, three weeks, three weeks. Yeah. All yeah, right. So that, yeah, that's just about due unless you got anything late that came in. No, nothing. Nothing I've okay. seen. Pretty All right. Day today. All right. So uh, that is uh, that's gonna just about do it for this show. So well, it's, as it's I, been a it's been a it's been a quiet day in the MMA world today. We'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. A busy day and me, me, the yeah, other me, stuff we me follow. You, me and you have talked a lot off off air about other stuff, not doing oh, yeah. MMA, but yeah. So. No, no, no. Big, big day in uh, yeah, been, the uh, world of sports feels, entertainment. Feels like we've been talking all day. Pretty, pretty yeah. Much. Yeah. Since I woke up really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, so people check out Ryan's uh, recap of uh, last week's uh, Long Island show and the most recent wrestling observer. As I always say, I read it this weekend or today over my lunch hour actually. And um and then, uh, of course, uh, you'll have uh, live coverage of uh, of the pay-per-view from Cage Side. And uh, you'll have coverage of uh, this past weekend show from London in the upcoming Wrestling Observer. So you, you guys can check all of that out. Probably should start on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I assume maybe you'll be even on Wrestling Observer Radio this weekend if uh, unless Vince does something wacky and they have to preempt pay-per-view coverage yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know that i'll be on this weekend depends on what time i get home oh okay i'm sure i'm sure they'll ask me but but i probably don't in, i don't anticipate well, t- being home until well tell well, them to call me tell them to call me i'll be around um, I, I don't know i don't know the, the the time they record it based on the time based on central time i'll probably get home right about that time so who knows oh, okay they have a busy day they have a busy day with SummerSlam. so so oh I'm yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah! Right, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right, all right. So, uh, and then for me, I've got uh, I did a recap of the ROH pay per view that you can find on the uh, Fight Game Media uh, free YouTube channel, as well as the Patreon. Um, uh, and subscribe to the Patreon if if you haven't already. It's patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media. It's five bucks a month, and you get a bunch of shows, uh, pretty much one a day. Uh, covering wrestling, boxing, MMA. No, well, not really MMA, um, but or maybe not boxing either. It's all wrestling, <laughs> wrestling and Japan and Mexico and and all all that stuff. It's a terrible plug, uh, but yeah, all our favorites. John LaRocca is on there, and uh, 
Justin Nipper and Fumi Saido and uh, a bunch of people. So uh, check that out. Five bucks a month. Patreon.com backslash Viking Media. So for Ryan, I've been Paul. Ryan, take us home like you always do. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.